This is the Iyer What Now podcast, in which Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson explore Ayurvedic principles and make them easy to understand so that you can benefit from this amazing health science. We're glad you're here. Oh, in this podcast, we'll get a closer look at kapha type people and their physical appearance and common physical symptoms. Hope you enjoy it. Hi, this is Mary Thompson, and I'm here with my brother, Jerry Thompson, and we are Ayur What Now, where we hope we can explain to you Ayurvedic principles in a way that are fun and easy to understand. (laughs) So hi, Jerry. Good to see you. Hi, Mary. Yeah, it's good to see you, too. So could you catch me up with what we were talking about last week? Yeah, we were talking about Pitta and how they can um, help to keep in balance because, you know, the Pittas can really get going and they're uh, hot and um, moving all the time and getting things done. And which is a good thing, except they can get over um, heated and have uh, and and um, challenging to uh, be around. And so some of the things you could do is to uh, help them recognize that maybe having um, milder, softer foods, because often PETA will um, go for uh, uh, hot, spicy foods and uh, a a lot of things, and then they'll regret it later. But trying to have milder foods is good. And along the lines of food, if you want to help somebody uh, with a uh, pitta tendencies is to uh, well have little snacks available that when they're working or something to have something there and it helps them to keep in balance because often a, a pitta person will um, just keep going and and not want to stop what they're working on and uh, having the, and then they'll get uh, um, hypoglycemic or just uh, uh, frustrated with uh, things and that extra uh, lack of uh, uh, carbs and things will sort of um, add to their uh, frustration and be difficult to live with. So you, you can have that. And um, just sort of uh, recognizing that they uh, want to get up, they want to get moving. So again, with the food, having um, a good breakfast is helpful. Make sure that they've got the nutrition they need. And then uh, one thing too is to, um, if you are a, a bit of person, to set aside time to play. Because too often you're so focused on things and then you want to make sure you're having fun and, and doing things. And that's that's just sort of things to try to make sure you keep in balance. You uh, uh, um, look at, at your uh, vata and I suppose kapha yet. We haven't really gotten into that, but trying to keep uh, in balance when you have uh, a strong pitta um, tendency. That was great. That was a really great summation of working yeah. with pitta. I always think like pitta I heard a bear describe one time as a stomach with a, a mouth with a, oh, I'm going to have to redo that one. I heard a bear describe one time as a stomach with eyes attached to it. You know, it was just like always <laughs> looking for food. And yeah. I think pittas are kind of like that. If they haven't been fed, if they aren't satiated, they're going to be wanting food. And maybe it's even a subliminal wanting of food. So they're kind of irritable and, and cranky and I think you phrased it really well, hard to be around, hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> hard to be with. Yeah. So today, you're right, we're going to talk about kapha dosha. It's the third of our mm-hmm. doshic types. And when we look at these doshic types, it's kind of, like we have said before, it's our tendencies. It's not um, a be-all and end-all. It doesn't define who we are, but it does kind of lay out what are the things we struggle with. 
And so Cappadocia, I always think of the term Earth Mother Goddess, you know, talk about Cappadocia, that there's a fullness to Cappadocia people. Because today we're going to talk about the physicality of Kapha, like what would a Kapha be like physically? And a Cappadocia person has earth and water are the elements that make up Cappadocia. So this person tends to have a lot of tissue. And this can be densely packed tissue, loosely packed tissue, but they tend to have more tissue. Like where Vata didn't have enough, not enough padding on the frame, Cappadocia may often feel like they have too much. If you've read any Ayurvedic books or anything, they always kind of link up Kapha and obesity. But Cappadocia, a person with Cappadocia, is not necessarily overweight. Mm-hmm. Having that overweight or going into obesity is more of a Cappadocia imbalance where I have too much tissue as opposed to Cappadocia nature. So if you are Kapha nature and you've picked up an Ayurvedic book and been offended because <laughs> you know, they generally say Kaphas are slow and fat and lazy. And I don't believe any of those things to be true of people with Kapha nature, mm-hmm. but they do tend to be Kapha dosha imbalances. Okay. And so... And because we know we are more likely to go out of balance in our constitution, that one primary thing, that might be something the person works on, the per- that they might struggle with. Hmm. So looking at Kapha physically, I'm going to kind of go top down and think first about their hair. There's so many great qualities of Kapha. And I'm going to talk today, when we talk about this uh, constitution or the dosha, I really want to focus on more of the great parts of Kapha dosha than some of their challenges, because we we've got lots of time for challenges. When I think of Cappadocia hair, they got a full head of hair. Mm-hmm. It, they tend to hold on to their hair throughout their lifetime. Mm-hmm. I think hula dancers have great examples of Kapha hair where it comes down in waves and it just is so lush and full. Mm-hmm. One time I had two students in class, one was a Vata, one was a Kapha, and they looking at their hair, it looked like they both had about the same amount of hair you know, just kind of full wavy Mm -hmm. hair. And then they pulled it into a ponytail on the top of their head. And the Vata ponytail was maybe an inch in diameter, Uh where the Kapha ponytail was almost two to three inches in diameter, like a horse's tail. Like each individual (laughs) strand of hair is so thick. Yeah, okay. So it's like they've got all of this hair and it could be kind of coarse, if the person gets a buzz cut and the hair all stands straight up, you're probably looking at kapha hair. Mm-hmm. If if I was to cut my hair down to an inch, it's still going to probably lay flat on my head. It's not going to mm-hmm. do anything spectacular. So the key words for kapha hair is wavy, lush, and full. Um, sometimes you'll see Ayurvedic texts that will talk about the color of hair, but most of the world's population has brown hair, you know, it's yeah. or even going towards black hair. And it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm hearing that, and I'm thinking, well, if this had started in India, oh, there weren't any kaphas. <laughs> well, there's there's actually a lot of kaphas, but you know what? Kaphas don't really care about hair. the limelight. Uh-huh. They don't want to be out in front of the pack. They'd rather be in the back supporting it. Well, I, I guess what and, I'm saying is that the, 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 I, people in India have dark hair. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, so they wouldn't have looked yes. at hair color and said, you know, oh, that's an indicator of anything. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay, okay. So okay. moving along. This okay. is so this, now this, the, this shape is the international of the... notice. <laughs> this is the international impact of uh, 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 Arabic uh, uh, 
uh, theory. Right. Because it's it's like we get so Eurocentric where we think of everything in terms of how it affects the Caucasian features. And we have to back up and say, oh, wait a minute, this was there's all Mm -hmm. kinds of features out there. And so the person who's got wavier, lusher, fuller hair or coarser hair would have more coffee in there in Mm -hmm. the hair. The shape of the face. I'm going to go to my hula dancers again. And it's really it's true that indigenous populations have a lot more kapha. Okay. You could look at kind of progression of the population on the planet is going from kapha to pitta to vata. So okay. in indigenous huh. populations, we see a lot. Interesting. Yeah. So the features kind of rounded, like a round face, uh, round eyes, round, uh, mm-hmm. rounder features. So if, I often think like uh, when I talk about the physical structure, I say, you know, if a child just learning how to draw was to draw this person, they'd have big round features. Whereas with Vata, they would have skinny features. Mm-hmm. You know, they have little okay. skinny features and Pitta would be a little bit more triangulated kind of superhero stance. Hmm. And so um, kind of round face shape, the eyes, the eyes of Kapha. Mm-hmm. There's a particular type of dance they do in India where these women have their eyes are open so wide and they're very, mm-hmm. ex- they've got these yep, great okay. expressions okay. in them. Uh-huh. Um and nobody could see that, but I was having to hold my eyes open to mimic how my things are getting got little tiny eyes. <laughs> I, I think I've seen that in uh, uh, Dollywood uh, spoofs. Oh, right. They're, they're dancing. Mm-hmm. Okay. They do a lot of that. And it's it's exaggerated in the, the dance. They learn how to open their eyes so wide and to do those mm-hmm. looks and with makeup and everything. Mm-hmm. But kapha eyes are very large. Um they tend to be round in shape. They don't have a lot of angularity to them. They're not very deep set. And they tend to be very moist. I, I also think like expression. Kapha mm-hmm. eyes tend to show more expression. Mm-hmm. And so they've got um, some lovely qualities with that. Mm-hmm. The nose might be a place. One of the challenges I see with Kapha is as a culture in the U.S., we don't value Kapha enough. Mm-hmm. So a woman who has a lot of kafa features, Oprah, yeah, okay. Oprah, Oprah, well, you know they fight valued. so they fight <laughs> yeah. so hard to lose it. You know they fight yeah. so hard to lose the weight to maintain mm-hmm. a different body shape, um, or some people go through surgeries to change what's happening with their features because we don't put enough value on on kafa. I say that before I say the nose because the nose tends to have like a wide bridge and a wide base and be a little bit mm-hmm. fleshier. And so I'm going to have a larger nose when compared to someone who's got that little perfect pitta nose that's just okay. well-proportioned. And, and that's consistent with uh, um, indigenous people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then also with this, as I say, the nose might be a little bit fleshier and broader and everything. Kaffas are pretty symmetrical. Things are very even. And so they've got big eyes. Uh, they might have a larger nose than someone with a smaller face may want, but it fits really well with their features. And then they've got full lips. Mm-hmm. And so it's like we think of that earth and water quality giving kind of a textural sense that it's going to give more. There's more there there. There's more mm-hmm. to the features that are there, but not oddly. I'm going to go to like in cinema, we tend to like people who have some irregularities. I think of someone like Julia Roberts, who's got uh, large lips and teeth, but most of her other features have a lot of pitta. And it's the difference that makes that an appealing face, that makes it interesting to Mm -hmm. look at. 
And so this would be someone who's going to be more, um, have those larger features. Oftentimes they get relegated to being the friend <laughs> rather than the star of the show. And Kafa is usually okay with that because they like being supportive and they like, they don't necessarily want the limelight, like I said earlier. Um, musculature. Kafadosha has got it as far as if you talk to bodybuilders, they'll talk about people who are naturals. And these are the people who don't have to do very much work to get good form, to get good uh, muscle mass, to get mm. good density, and to get good tone. Mm -hmm. um, so when this person tends to have full musculature, they're going to have, they're bulkier. Now, one of the reasons why I think Kafas do tend to weigh more is that their bones tend to be more dense, their muscles tend to be more dense, they hold a little bit more fluid in their body. So it's not necessarily that they're gaining a lot of fat, it's that they are, their tissue is very dense and that's mm -hmm. gonna weigh more. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes I talk to students about this, if they look at like an insurance actuarial table where they say, if this is your height, this is your weight range, mm -hmm. We would say Vata would be in the first third of that because mm. they have less density to the tissues. Pitta would be in the middle third and Kapha would be at the other end at the higher third. Mm. So it wouldn't really make sense for a Kapha nature person to try and get down to that lower third mm. because they're already coming to the table with so much weight in the form of musculature and bone density and all of that. And I think one of the reasons, while I'm talking about musculature, I think one of the reasons why they have this good solid musculature is because the bones are dense. Um, we'll, we'll talk next time about kapha, mental and emotional, but kaphas are truly conservative, meaning that they don't like to let go of things. They like to reuse things. Mm. They build a relationship with the things that they have and they don't want to let go of it. And so they tend to hold on to the minerals they get in their food. They tend to hold on to um, their muscle tissue. They tend to hold on to their fluids. And this is going to cause them, you know, they got to work harder to let it go. They're going to have to exercise more to get that, um, to maintain, kind of make their body release some of the fluids it's holding on to, mm -hmm. make their body use those minerals that they're holding on to. Mm -hmm. So when Kafadosha has like the digestion, they're going to be um, slower. They're going to digest more slowly. And that's going to relate. I just realized something. Sorry, I got to. Okay, cut this out, Mary. Um, cut this part out right here. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so what do we got? So when Kafadosha digest, they, they have less of an appetite, but they might feel like they hold on to the nutrition that they've taken in. Mm -hmm. that it's going to be harder for them to burn off those extra calories. If okay. you hear someone say, I just have to look at a piece of cake and it just goes right to my hips, mm -hmm. you know, then you're probably looking at someone who's got more kapha okay. because mm -hmm. their body holds on to the nutrition it gets and things get digested really slowly as they're mm -hmm. going through um, the process. They might feel full for a longer period of time. Um, when I look at things like sweating, Again, Cappadocia is conservative. They have to really work to break mm -hmm. a sweat. Mm -hmm. But once they break a sweat, their body is going to take a long time to kind of cool back down. Well, I would imagine, too, that they um, prefer cooler climates. And when they're hot in a hot environment, they sweat. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so, and they can tolerate, they can tolerate the hot environment better than a person of pitta nature, but it's still, once they break a sweat, it takes them a long time to cool back down. Mm. Because if you think of heating up a pan of earth and water, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to take, it's going to hold its heat for a long time. So I often jokingly refer to, you know, the three doshic types around a campfire. Mm. And vata is like on a rotisserie. They warm up the front, then they warm up the back, they yeah, warm up yeah. the front, they warm that's up the me. back. And they, yeah. <laughs> that's me too. That's yeah. like, I've watched myself do that. Going, oh, how can yeah. I retain this heat? Yeah. And then kapha dosha is the one who at the beginning sits closer to the fire. And then mm. as they warm up, they just move the chair back, move the chair back, move mm. the chair back. Mm-hmm until they're about five or six feet away and they say, oh, no, I'm warm. I'm, I'm fine. And then they must just stay in the fire or stay close. Yeah. <laughs> they stay clear of the fire. They're out gathering firewood. Oh, oh, they're poking, oh okay. okay. They're poking they're sticks hot. at the fire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. They don't want any more heat than they've already got. Okay. So kapha temperature wise, they tend to be pretty comfortable in shifts of temperature because they don't react as quickly. So their reaction time, if, you were to go here, say it's in our 90s out here in the summertime, and we go from an air-conditioned house out to the car, it's like the vatas are going, they open the door and go, oh, it's so hot out here. I can't mm-hmm. stand it. It's just so hot. Yeah. And the pittas are just going to race to the car because they know they're going to start sweating immediately. Mm-hmm. Whereas coffers are looking going, what is wrong with you people? It's just, you know, you get out, you walk through. Because mm-hmm. for them, they'd have to be in that heat a long time mm-hmm. to get that, to get to overheat the whole body. So I'm thinking of other things with kapha dosha and its physical nature. So I talked some about what kapha looks like. And I, my, my gaff was, I wondered, did I do that with the other two? I think I might have just talked about how the body functioned. Mm-hmm. So I got to go back and listen and <laughs> see if I want to add anything, <laughs> change anything. But mm-hmm. um, sleep. Sleep and kapha are, are close, close friends. Oh, <laughs> I, I knew a man who was more kapha nature and he used to complain wherever he went, there was lead in the paint because it put him to sleep. Um, <laughs> kapha, kapha nature is, is like almost always ready to fall asleep unless mm-hmm. they are doing something to work against that. Like if they've gone out and mm-hmm. exercise, that's going to keep them awake. They've drank coffee. It's going to keep mm-hmm. them awake. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they don't do those things, they'll tend to just fall into a deep, deep sleep. And we talked about different times of life with the different doshas and childhood was really a time of kapha. And I think of, you know, when my son was younger, if he fell asleep in the car, I could throw him over my shoulder. I could drop him on mm-hmm. his bed. I could take his clothes off him and put him mm-hmm. in his covers and he'd never wake. Yeah, Tony was like that. Oh, Tony is so kapha. This is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tony's so kapha. He does a lot of kapha things. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's one of those that he probably feels so much better when he has strenuous exercise that he does during mm-hmm. the day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Kafa likes that, you know, having that water, you know, how water kind of seeks that, the, the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a very Kafa quality is they want to find a familiar and easy way to do something. Mm-hmm. Now with Kafa with sleeping, they'll fall asleep easily. They sleep really heavily and they might have a hard time waking up in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so um, I'm not sure if this was Tony. I knew someone who had like three alarm clocks that they would keep <laughs> yeah. to try and make sure they could get up because yeah. Kafa's got kind of a duller nervous system. It doesn't respond. Mm-hmm. If we if our nervous system operates on an all or none principle, either it mm-hmm. reacts or it doesn't react, 
Kapha just needs a lot of stimulation to get that reaction. Mm-hmm. Now, when they're balanced, if they've gotten up and they've done some exercise, I usually recommend like kaphas in the morning, turning on a bright light, doing some stretching, just kind of wake themselves up because it's hard to get through that. Mm-hmm. It's hard to kind of challenge that. Mm-hmm. Energy level during the day, uh, the kapha nature person, on the one hand, they've got great stamina. Mm-hmm. Once they're doing something, they're going to keep keep going. Mm-hmm. Like if they were running, they could probably keep running for a long time. Yeah, yeah. The challenge is getting them to have the desire to do the thing. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll run later. You know, yeah. maybe I want to do that. So it's the starting of hmm. the process that's going to be tough for a kapha nature. Okay. And so energy, they tend to, um, like if I look at vata having these peaks and mm. valleys in energy yeah. flow during the day, Kapha just starts off low, and unless they push themselves, their energy level is going to stay really low. Mm-hmm. There has to be something to motivate them to make that mm-hmm. change. Okay. Right. And there's a couple of Kapha nature people I know, and almost without fail, the Kapha nature people I know attract a pitta partner. Mm-hmm. And so this one man who's very Kapha, I asked him, what was it like for him when he's having a bad day? This will sometimes give me a clue about their dosha. And he said, on a bad day, I go in my living room and I sit in that chair. We were in his house. I sit in that Mm -hmm. chair. And then I look up and it's about five in the afternoon and I've done nothing. (laughs) And I said, well, like, do you sit and watch TV? No, nothing. Read a book? You know, are you reading something? No, nothing. I'm going major depressive disorder. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that would be, if we went to a pathology, coughs are more likely to go into that kind of pathology. Mm-hmm. Now, what he did was he attracted a pitta wife. And mm-hmm. so when he goes and sits in her chair, she gives him about a half hour to sit in his chair. Then mm-hmm. she comes out and says, hey, you were going to clean the garage today. Or, hey, didn't you want to go out and work on the car or whatever? Mm-hmm. And then he says, oh, okay, that's a good idea. It's almost yeah. like he can't generate the motivation. Mm-hmm. And so he brought somebody it. in. What's yeah. that? Or even think about it. Right. It's just sitting there. I don't even know what to do and stuff. Yeah. You know, and you and me having more of the vata and some of the pitta, we couldn't mm-hmm. imagine that. Yeah. You know, I could, yeah. I could imagine sitting my, myself in a chair and distracting myself for an entire day and saying, mm-hmm. I didn't get done any of the stuff I wanted to get done. <laughs> but, you know, those Netflix shows don't watch themselves, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. <laughs> they depend on me. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And so that would be not kapha. Kapha would be the one that just. They don't, they can't generate the idea mm-hmm. about that. Now, a kapha that's balanced might know this about themselves and say, you know, I get up and I go for a 20 minute walk and then I'm better able to face my day. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I got to get up, get moving. Yeah. Okay. And when we talked about vata nature, they had to do things more slowly and with mindfulness and attentiveness. And kapha is like the opposite. They have to just, just get moving and then, the the energy will follow. Mm-hmm. It's like getting getting something plugged in. Mm. And um, let's see. So we've talked about appetite, digestion. Mm-hmm. There, you know, I think with kapha nature, if I'm going to go into elimination patterns, just more mm-hmm. slow and sluggish, yeah. like yeah. they do things. And so, yeah. um, <laughs> my my little joke is both a vata and a kapha would bring a book into the bathroom, but the kapha mm-hmm. would enjoy the book. <laughs> that, that they're not a discomfort they're not straining mm-hmm. it's like 
they're just waiting for the body to kind of do its thing. Whereas Vata is kind of trying to force, force the issue, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. And so there's that. And when I think of Kapha dosha, they just have a tendency to do things more slowly, more fully. So digestion is slow and full. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when we talk about Kapha dosha and its re- relationship to weight, an example I like to use, if you have a vata, a pitta, and a kapha, and they're all eating an apple, mm-hmm. and the apple brings in carbs, proteins, fats, and vitamins, and calories, and all that, and the vata, because they're variable, sometimes they get full value from the apple, sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. And so there's this variability that goes on with their weight and and how their elimination is and everything else. The pitta runs hot. So for that apple that might have 60 calories, maybe they get 30 calories and they burn off a lot of the vitamins, minerals before they can Mm -hmm. ever use it. Mm. The coffee eats the apple and gets everything that the apple has to offer it. Mm. And so if they don't use it, if they aren't out doing something with that energy, the body Mm. being conservative is going to store it. It's going to hold on to it. And that's where we get in that coffee relationship with weight. So a coffee nature person well, we'll talk about food choices and things like that that they might make, but they're just going to want to dine more lightly. Listen mm-hmm. to that appetite because coffee nature doesn't necessarily feel very much hunger, but they might eat because of emotions or because of habit or because, you know, someone else is and I want to be sociable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's it on my kapha physicality. We talked some about what kapha looks like, but also some on how their body digests how their sleep is, how their energy level is. And these might have given you some good clues about seeing kapha in a person, like recognizing right away that, that Tony's got a lot of kapha. Yeah, yeah. I think both Tony and Anne have a lot of kapha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's, and, and there you get to be the vata, kind of mm-hmm. um, bringing some enthusiasm and motivation. Yeah. <laughs> <in there. laughs> I suppose. Yeah. I think, I think Anne's got a lot yeah. of pitta too. And that's, I... Uh-huh. Personally, yeah. I haven't talked about mixing the doshas. Like mm-hmm. I think pitta and kapha is one of the strongest constitutions mm-hmm. because pitta can see the direction they want to go mm-hmm. and kapha has the ability to keep working until they get there. Okay, okay. But if mm-hmm. one or the other of them is out of balance, then there's a mm-hmm. challenge. But I think it's a really strong constitutional type. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I should add that to our topic list of what happens when you combine the doshas. We'll do that after we talk about sure. kapha. Sure. And I think okay. I'm going to wait for this plane to finish flying overhead. I don't hear it. Oh, you don't hear it. Okay. Yeah. Good. It's probably a spotter plane or something. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So we've looked in, now we've looked at uh dosha physically. Next week, we'll come back and talk about them mentally and emotionally and how you'll see them in their personalities. Okay. And then, of course, we'll want to do, how can we bring that kapha back in balance? Okay. So that wraps Great. up for today. Did you want to add a, a caption on that or a recap? Uh, well, it, it sounds like I'm getting to know all three doshas uh, really well, and the uh, kapha seems to be the ah, the relaxed, laid back one, and just sort mm-hmm. of um, enjoying life and taking it one day at a time. Yeah. yeah, I like that because it's one of the challenges I give to students all the time is for them to write down terms like for vata pitta kapha, mm-hmm. and then to look at them and see how many of them are positive descriptors and how many of them are negative descriptors. And oh. I think coffee gets a bad rap <laughs> yeah. for a lot in a lot of times because we as a culture mm-hmm. don't value them enough. 
but I liked what you put being laid back and comfortable mm-hmm. and casual. And it's like, we need that. We need more yeah. of that um, mm-hmm. to be able to really smell the flowers and appreciate the day. There you so go. I like the way you phrased that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, okay. Jerry. This is Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson with Ayer What Now? Wishing you good health. Bye now. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash now. You can always find us for free wherever you find your podcasts. And remember to subscribe so you'll have access to the latest episodes. We're glad you're here.